0: Is this the Krusty Crab? No, this is hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Crab? No, this is hard Rock Lunch Box.
1: Is this the Krusty Crab?
0: No, this is hard Rock
1: Lunch Box. <coughs> <coughs> I'm not a crusty crab. Ah well, despite all my attempts to the contrary, I have arrived, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the Hard Rock Lunchbox. And of course the top 20. Today is Thursday, September 21st, uh, 2023, Year of Our Lord. And I know I keep saying that. I did happen to catch the Louis C Louis C.K. clip on Christianity again on YouTube. It has never not been funny. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go to YouTube. Like, even stop this right now. Go right now. Type in Louis C.K. and Christianity, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And maybe, honestly, maybe I'll just even link to it. Because I know Louis has been struggling a little bit, so he probably needs my help and all my listenership. We could probably rescue Louis. Come on, everybody. We could could do this. (laughs) Anyway, it's very funny. Um, so yeah, man, I'm here. It's Thursday. It, uh, it's not totally fall, uh, but it's almost fall. Or is it? No, the 23rd is the autumnal equinox. So it's not quite fall just yet. But man, it is goddamn beautiful outside in the Northeast. Yeah, let's give the Northeast a round of applause. <laughs> I have been. I feel bad saying this because I don't want to. I don't want to publicly slam any. Kind of any clients. But I don't think they listen to the show anyway. But I was dealing with somebody, uh, all, all my clients, uh, the leads, uh, my clients have my direct cell number because I work in support. So sometimes it's just easier to reach me that way. And, you know, there are definitely some people that opt for calls. Like I have some clients that like will only call me and I like to call them annoying people. <laughs> I feel like of all things, like, the phone is the most outdated. Like, it really was first. Like, I, I don't know when Alexander Graham Bell did it, but it was definitely not in my lifetime. So, like, I feel like that's the old technology. Like, we can stop using phones. Like, I would rather people fax me than telephone, like, call me. Like And and I'm sorry that's true. It just is. There, there are a couple people, and a, in my personal life, there's, like, a handful of people that I will even speak to on the phone. Uh, In fact, it's funny. um, My drummer uh, used to get so mad at me because I basically wouldn't—I wouldn't talk to him on the phone. And uh, we were standing outside because he's old school. Like, right? Like, I think a fax is probably too advanced. Uh, But so we're standing outside one time during one of our many cigarette breaks. Uh, This was a long time ago, and um, he's just—he's basically just yelling at me about uh, you know. I just want to be able to... Uh, I, excuse me. I have to do the voice. <clears throat> uh, uh. <laughs> uh, me eat stick. <laughs> By the way, for those of you who don't know my drummer, that is a deadass on accurate impression. Uh, but he's like, uh, I just want to be able to pick up the phone and call my singer if I want to and talk to him on the phone. And I was like, fine. I didn't even drop eye contact. I reached in my pocket, picked up my phone, pressed his number... Because I knew his phone was upstairs, and I was like, "Hey, man, it's DJ, your singer. I just wanted to talk to you for a few minutes, but I guess you're busy. All right, goodbye." And that's it. And that's the last time he heard my voice on a telephone, unless he was <laughs> unless he was listening to it on an interview. <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be the last time. I don't talk to people on the phone. I will say, in my band, the worst person to talk to on the phone is George. Uh, and oh, for those of you who don't know. George is Kaz, so if that, yeah, so just put those two together, and and Kaz is very technically sa- uh, savvy, like you'd like Tony. All right, so here's how it goes, like in terms of like tech, like Tony. Tony really knows everything. I think Kaz and I are probably about the same. Uh, the only thing really with Kaz, you need to know tech wise, is that he's on a droid, and he thinks it's better that he's on a droid. Now, for, communicate, for communicative purposes, it's better to be on an iPhone. It's much easier. It's in network, all that other stuff. Tony and Kaz are androids. They just are. Uh, And because of that, I think lesser of them as people. But that's okay. I think Tony is the most tech-savvy. Kaz and I are kind of here. Uh, And then there's everybody else that you know. And then we'll start getting towards, like, your grandparents and your aunts, like that. And then below that is Noodle. Like, Noodle doesn't even know, like, his pin. Like, that's where we're at. So... Uh, technologically speaking, that that's kind of where we're at. But the thing with Kaz, and it's not a text, it's not a tech thing. The thing with Kaz and a and a phone, he doesn't like to text so much. I don't know if it's his, you know, Greek, Ecuadorian, Cypriot thumbs, but he does a lot of speech to text. Which, by the way, is its own adventure. Like we can get into that one day. Maybe I'll even post some of that nonsense sometimes. Um, but. <laughs> When he calls you and he leaves a voice message, I don't know if the phone is shoved up his ass while he's talking to you, but, man, i the only reason I know even who it is... Like, first of all, the phone tells me, like, hey, this is George. Um, But the only reason I would know who it is is because nobody communicates this poorly over an open line like him. I mean, if you want any kind of... I don't even know that I can do it justice, but, like, if I were to... If I were to try and do it, like, it kind of sounds like this. Hold on, ready? And then the other, the other thing we were going to do. And then that guitar part. And then maybe we could just work on that in Alright, man, I'll talk to you later. And that is literally what a phone call from George sounds like. And the only one that speaks that fluently is Noodle. I, I think Lisa probably picks up a little bit. Like, if you were just dumped off in Lisbon, you'd pick up a little Portuguese after a while. Like, I think that's it. But Noodle speaks fluent because Noodle also speaks complete animals. So, I don't know. My band and I don't speak on the phone. <laughs> my point is I don't like people that speak to me on the phone. Uh, but anyway, I was saying about my clients... Uh, Oh, there's a petition to fire Tony (laughs) in the chat already. Uh, Tony is probably one of the most dependable band members I've ever had. (laughs) Like, you know what it's going to take to fire Tony? Margo's probably going to have to tell me to fire Tony. (laughs) I do have a funny Margo story, kind of Margo adjacent, but it's more of a... uh, It uses the c-word a lot. Not that Margot is one. I mean, she might be, but that's not what this is about. And I'm not here to tell whether or not she is one. That's her story. Like she could do that. But it was about uh, kind of the c-word and how she was just disgusted by George, which is going to be the name of the new Rebel Nine record, "Disgusted by George," "Disgusted by (laughs) Cat." But I can't tell it. It's the it's the c-word, and it's just offensive. if you want to know the story, find me. <laughs> find me at our Beery's show, ten twenty-seven. Mr. Beery's, uh, I'll be there. Uh, but anyway, so I was talking about a client, and so they have uh, they have my cell phones it's mainly for emergency, but a lot. Of, so I have some clients that call. I have some clients that only email. Those are my favorite clients. Like, hands down. They are my favorite clients. Like, there's two openings of favorite levels of clients before my next favorite client, which is the ones that text me, which I, which I would rather prefer than phone calls. Because, like, email, two other things, uh, text, and then fax, and then way at the bottom is a phone call. So I've been getting text since yesterday afternoon for this particular problem. And I don't want to go into what specifics is. Specifics of it is, but there's a lot of user error going on, and then they had to call a, a a web support company. Which, if you've ever called like domain support or web support or email support, like I'm here to tell you that the people that are on the front line, it's not their fault. But the people that are on the front line that answer the phones aren't making even minimum, well, I guess they have to make minimum wage, so they're making, depending on the state, they could be making about $7 an hour, and I am here to tell you they are completely overpaid, because what they're doing is they're reading from us, if you're getting Americans at all, a lot of times you're not even getting that, and that's not that Americans are any better, like, you know, people around the world can work, I'm just saying that the wages are different. Uh, and they just immediately were like throwing it on the tech guy. And I'm like, that's a load of shit is what that is. Like, cause it's not true. Like there's a problem going on here with your email. Like it's the email people that are doing it. (laughs) Like it's kind of in the name. Like it just, just is, uh, you know, I say a lot, people complain to me all the time about like Microsoft office products. Like I like the old outlook better. Like, yeah, dude, me too. But like Bill Gates, ain't returning my call right now, so there's not much I can do about that. He's way too busy putting, you know, like, microchips and... Well, I can't even say I don't want to get another YouTube strike. Sorry, YouTube. I was just making a joke. I can't even parody. Joe Rogan can say whatever he wants, but I can't parody. How's that say? I really feel like one day I should just turn this show over to, like, all the comedy bits that are going on in my head and just go... But anyway, so I've been getting contacted basically since yesterday afternoon from the same account, like over and over and over again. And it was like, I woke up to texts about it. And it's just like, now that's just like really annoying. Like, just don't text me. Outside. And I even messaged them like, you know, I don't even work till 10. It's not entirely true. Uh, I don't even work till 10. So blah, 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 blah. blah. Uh, and then they were just like pushing, like, I really need to speak to you. And I was like, listen, I've got other clients. And this is this is what I feel bad about because I actually had to play this card just to get it to stop. I was like, listen, I have other clients with emergencies this morning. Uh, and I really have to help the ones that are current on their billing first, and then immediately got back. I understand. Please let me know when you can fit me in. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I would have preferred like, oh, I had no idea. Let me pay you right now, but that was not the case. <laughs> I did it years ago. In fact, twenty years ago, or twenty-three years ago, actually, I had an account it owed me. I'm going to say five or six thousand dollars. Uh, which in 1999 dollars is about $3 billion today. And for those of you old enough to remember, Y2K was coming up and there was a big concern. And it wasn't like it was going to drag airplanes out of the sky because we all knew it was coming, right? So, like, we knew uh, that there were things and people were working on it for years and this account, like, basically had stopped paying me because they just, I don't need any more help so I'm not going to pay your old bills. Like, that kind of... That kind of mentality, it wasn't the textile industry, uh, and they were just very cheap like that, and it was a really bullshit dick move. And then um, they, because they did that, they had in their software a Y2K problem. They had a couple of them. And... That was fine. I spent most of that year correcting a lot of that stuff and adjusting for it, anticipating and ready and all my other clients like, just let me know, whatever. So they messaged me on January 2nd, like, hey, our systems aren't working. I was like, oh, okay, you should probably talk to whoever's running your system right now. And they're like, oh, we don't have anybody. I'm like, oh, all right, well, let me just check your balance real quick. Oh, it looks like you owe me some money. I'm like, I can't really help you until I get that. So do you want to just like wire that over, or do you just want to call somebody else? And they begrudgingly wired it over. They also never paid me for the work I did, which was about three minutes worth of work was fine. I did bill them for a couple of hours, though, because they were dicks. Back then, I used to bill people, Whoa. Well, we uh, here would call the asshole fee. And it was just a question of just how hard I had to work uh, to get you to pay me. And um, I've done that over the years. I will find I will say that I find that actually just charging late fees does a lot. I have some clients that have just refused to, to do late fees. And I just keep it holding it in their balance so that whenever they call me and need immediate help, i would be like you owe me like $300 right here. And they're like, well, that's late fees. I'm like, it's still an open balance, man. You're going to have to resolve that. And that resolve could honestly be just sitting and talking to me and saying, like, listen, I'm really sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I'll just wipe that out. But if you're going to be a dick about it, like... Dude, seriously, like, I am so tired of working so hard to make things so much easier on other people when it comes to, like, clients. Especially because everyone just constantly bitches about, like, paying for services. Like, I... I make I make companies run. Like I make them exist. If it wasn't for me and people like me, they just wouldn't exist. And I will get paid less than like an A grade mechanic that can't even seem to take the lug nuts lug nuts off my Subaru wreck. Like it costs what it costs. I understand you don't want to do it. But then yeah, go stay on the phone with Dell for like 4 hours until you get a result. Fine with that. Like, it's just, it's a question of what people value. People want to pay money for. And like, I have a lot of, like, I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, one of the problems that we're having here on Long Island, if you're from Long Island, you'll know this, is that there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of moneyed money coming in to Long Island. And those are basically like hedge fund and venture capital people. And what they do, if you don't understand how that works, is that they infuse businesses with cash, right? They just, here's a million dollars into your like my dentist, I love my dentist. I mean, I really do. Like my hygienist is like top notch. Everybody in the front desk like really knows what's going on. Like they really they they do a good like I've never I've never had a problem. I had what I had one problem one time because one of the hygienists was telling was really kind of pushing a um, a deep cleaning which they numb you out for. It's a kind of a big deal. They do half your mouth and it's an insurance thing. And I did not like that because I didn't think I needed it. And it turns out that I didn't need it. But it was because they had been bought by a new venture capital company. And they, said, they set a quota. You need to get this many deep cleanings in because we can bill insurance for that. And you know when you're billing something for insurance, that $85 cleaning job is now $300. And if you don't believe me, check your explanation of benefits on anything that you've ever been charged for there and you haven't actually received a bill for from the person because that happens all the time and I'm still trying to wrap my head around like why that's a thing but like If my doctor charges my insurance company $350 for a visit and my insurance company only pays them $200 of it, I'm supposed to pay the rest. But since they only really wanted $150 in the first place, it's a win for them and I don't have to pay the balance. This goes on all the time. Don't believe me. Check out Adam Ruins Everything, the hospital edition. I'll explain it all because unlike Clarissa, Adam actually explained it all. And then we can just all get on with our dates. So anyway, I played that card. Um, I wanted to talk about Lauren Bobert because I think it's really cool that the Republicans are now, uh, you know, cool with going to all ages shows and uh, vaping, which you're not allowed to do, especially in Colorado. But also, like, I think it's super cool that a United States representative from the great state of Colorado is comfortable, and mother of four, by the way, knocked up in high school. She had to drop out of high school because she got knocked up. And I'm not slut-shaming, I'm just telling what she did. I'm going to start slut-shaming now, because I appreciate that the simple fact that the leading voice on impeaching our sitting U.S. president is this mother of four representative from Colorado that thinks it's completely okay to vape in a public all-ages theater while jerking off her boyfriend, basically, when you can watch the video and the pictures of that, uh, in public, and then tell people about how moral they need to be. And if you think, like, I'm making this up, look, Google anything, anywhere of specific interests. And I was talking about this last... The handjob is new because they've got, like, this heavy petting and fondling thing that was going on. Like, that's a... That's a big deal, especially considering she denies it every step of the way, which is something, that's the point I want to make. Like, these Republicans, all they do is lie and lie and lie and lie. And then when they get caught, uh, you know, I lied, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I lack judgment. Yeah, no shit, you lack judgment. That's exactly what you do all the time. And this is the same chick that's telling us that we should impeach Biden, who I don't think gave any hand jobs ever in a public theater, I don't know for sure I wasn't there but at least we don't have any video of him doing it unlike her and the fact of the matter is is that she is a representative of the Republican Party she represents Republicans if you're a Republican and listening to me this is what you stand for because she's representing you am I making any of this clear stop following these people stop listening to them and then you know Or stop expecting us to not think that you're exactly this trash. Because if this is what you're allowing to be your business card out in the world, then you're exactly the trash that you're selecting to represent you. There is no two ways about it. Shut her up, shut her down, or shut up yourself. Stop complaining about everything else. You don't see Democrats doing this kind of thing. Democrats have their own problems. And you can pick on them for all that stuff, but at least we own our trash. I mean, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you people supporting a woman like this that la- allows, like, do you allow to tell us how to morally live our lives? Are you out of your mind? Oh, I'm so disgusted. I'm actually really glad I was talking about the client thing before because I feel like I probably would have wiped myself out talking about this chick. I mean, like, how does she even find the time to do it? Isn't she supposed to represent us? I mean, like, a hand job has got to be at least five minutes, Right. Hard Rock Lunch Box. If you're one of those people that's been waiting for the new Blink 182 uh, single, singles, and you didn't know they were out today, don't worry. I got you. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Ah, man, yeah, so brand new Blink is out. Uh, I thought it was going to come out tomorrow, but here it is, early on time, I guess. Uh, I really dug it. I might even just try and uh, grab I mean I have the other single uh, the other single is called more than you know, which I like. I really like the quiet one like you mentions in the chat like it's nice to have like a slower blink like and one of the things I kind of want to say about like I realized they took a lot of time off. they were really a big band and I can understand the whole taking time off stuff and there was a lot of weird animosity between you know uh, Mark and Tom for a long time and you know, as somebody that's been through it, like been through being in a band, I mean, like animosity it really builds up. and I've talked about it so many times over the years. like it is a very hard thing to be as passionate about something like music, especially if you're the writer and like have things that kind of weren't your your um, your intentions or your your course. I actually had a huge fight. Or it, it, sorry, it didn't get into a huge fight like to the point that I, I really should level. Like I've, I've had huge fights at band practice where I've walked out. I've also lost my voice once or twice yelling at band members. Uh, but we had like what could have become a very large fight, if I, I guess, if I wanted to push it more. Uh, so my drummer really gives me a whole lot of shit a lot of times, completely undeservingly. Um, given the amount that I put in and the amount that he puts in and even if he raises a good point from time to time like it doesn't matter because a lot of the stuff he throws on me uh, which is completely ridiculous like you know like we joke or you know we've joked in the scene about uh, you know kind of post when we played at the Paramount and he had said like you know we really should only play at the Paramount and I just like I literally laughed mouth like through my nose like a whole like yeah no shit <laughs> do you want to do anything to make that be a thing or oh, no i'm just telling you right? it's like, but we had had a very large fight uh not too long ago because um i we played a song and it was like it was literally okay enough. like i don't know how to describe it any better than that. it was okay enough. and i said so i was like that's okay now And he's like, yeah, but it wasn't perfect. I'm like, no, it wasn't. I'm like, but like, I'm not looking, you know, for perfect on this. And he was basically like, well, why not? You know, it's like, if you're not aiming for perfect, then like, kind of like, what's the point? And it wasn't even that well thought out, but it was like, kind of like, if you're not aiming for perfect, what's the whole point? That whole Eddie and the Cruisers thing. And I said, and I probably shouldn't have, but it was a legit question and I actually had an answer. Um, But I said, like, you know, I spent years looking for perfect and striving for perfect and trying to get everybody to be perfect. Trying to get everybody to rehearse. Trying to get everybody to not make mistakes. Trying to get everybody to know their parts. And Especially him. He's been the hardest challenge this whole time because he does not remember his parts. He changes his stuff constantly. And it's a real, it's a real hazard for, for Tony and I. Kaz doesn't care so much because he plays more melodically, but Tony and I, like, play as a machine, like, and we kind of need to be. That's why starting to work with the click track when he hurt himself was such, such a godsend. Um, but I said, you know, like, I was really striving for perfect for years and, like, really all it got me was arguments with the band. We're not any further along for, for it or from it. And maybe if I had a better band, like a perfect band, we would have gotten along a lot further. But I don't even think that that's true because I see so many less than perfect bands. I mean, what you see when you see a touring band, like, I got to tell you, like, I'm still, like, my band is still better than most touring bands, because they're better musicians. You know, when you see, like, really, really top-notch touring bands, it's because they go, they rehearse for two weeks constantly, they nail it, and then they play the same songs five to six nights a week. You know how hard it is to mess up a song when you're playing it five to six times a week? Like, something's, like, you got to get hit. With, like, a camera phone, you know, or a seagull or something like that. Like, really, like, that's why touring national acts really rarely ever make mistakes. Because they're incredibly well rehearsed. And when we used to tour and when we used to play multiple shows, we were unstoppable. Like, the mistakes were only if somebody was too drunk to play. And we kind of nipped that in the bud, like, way early on. But I was saying... But, like, you know, fighting for everything to be perfect, like, it's just... It doesn't get me anywhere. Like, it really just keeps me fighting with the band. It keeps me isolated from the band. And, you know, as sad as it sounds, I've made reference to it, like, certainly on the show. If I haven't said it directly, I've certainly said it in my personal life. Like, things are probably winding down for me musically. I mean, like, I don't know that I'm not... I don't know that there's any... There's nothing on sight of me, like, stopping writing or stopping the band. But, like, I can see that, you know, I can read the tea leaves, like bands are not making money anymore like you can't really do that like even the one hit wonders like there's some exposure there and if that happens like if side out took off tomorrow like that's awesome because i have a whole catalog of other stuff that would also do well but like you know what am i going to do go on jennifer Hudson show and then i'll go on this show and then i'll be on jimmy fallon or whatever and then that'll be it you'll forget all about it and that's exactly what happens to all these one hit bands like and i can't shoot for that because it's not really what i want I would much rather keep writing and then write hit songs for other people. Like my friend Tom from Ghost of Eden, he does that. Like it's kind of what he does for a living. He lives in Nashville. He works with a bunch of songwriters, and they write songs for like hit artists, most of which are 23 years old and female and country. So, uh, but yeah, so like me just like struggling and be like, you know, well, I'm not shooting for perfect anymore because it's just not worth it. It's 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 really hard on me. Like all those fights, like I shouldn't have to keep saying you should play your part correctly. Like everybody in my band is over 40. Do you know what I mean? Everybody. We all know that. Everybody should play their part correctly every single time. There is no excuse to not, unless you're just daydreaming, uh, unless you're just, you know, something happened like you got an itch on your nose. But to just effectively not know your part, we should be past that. And I can keep getting mad at that, but it's going to keep happening. So why bother? Anyway, that was a huge fight we had. So, and that's you know a lot of the out. I mean, don't forget, Like, I don't drink at practice, Like, I, I practice, I rehearse, I write, I come to show up, I do my stuff, I don't mess with my sounds, I come in, I do the job, I do the job as long as I can, yeah, I do it like, the other night, I did it till my voice was sore, and then I did more, so what do I do, it's just just different, um, so anyway, so I was talking about Blink-182, because nobody asked. Uh, saying like how nice it is to see that level of longevity, and I understand the break, and I'm glad to see that they're back making music. I can only hope that they're happy doing it. Um, I will say... My oldest sent me that, and I, I, I. By the way, Spotify, if you're listening, like you really shit the bet not sending me this because All Time Low has a new song out. They did a duet, I guess, sort of with Avril Lavigne, who's also awesome. But like, I'm a huge fan of All Time Low, and every single time that band manages to put a new song out and it's better than the one before, I'm just reminded of just how good some bands are and the longevity of that. Like, it's really fantastic for me. Like, they were awesome then. So, like, they are super awesome now. And there's only a handful of bands I can say that about. But I am so glad bands like Blank can actually still put out good music. Taking Back Sunday can still put out good music. And I am super glad that All Time Low can do it. All right. Hold on, everybody. I absolutely hit the wrong button, and I don't know what it was. So just give me a second. Just give me a second. Give me a second. Let's see if this works. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. It's a little ballyhoo for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, just doing some chill. Just stuff I grabbed. Stuff I've had. Just, uh, you know, enjoying the vibe. But uh, it is definitely time to turn it up a notch, maybe two. I've got this one. I think Donna sent me this one. I've heard the name of the band before, The World Alive, but I didn't hear any. I didn't know any of their songs. I really dig this one. Maybe you will, too. It's New Reality on the Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. You know, I will say, there's definitely a thought process when I decide to grab songs for the box. Like, first of all, I have to like it. Like, if I don't like it, I don't like it. The only exception I really make is the more horrible songs uh, that Melissa will send in for her uh, Mel's Awful Musical Moment. <laughs> And I think we've actually come to an understanding, like, the worse it is, the better it is. <laughs> so, like, I don't want anybody to be confused. Like, we were just... We were talking about, like, the cows last time, about, like, you know, the cows with guns. And it's like, yeah, man, I'll admit it. I'll stand. Like, my name is DJ, and I like the cows with guns song. Like, I just... Sorry. <laughs> it's been 21... I don't mean to make fun of AA at all, but it's been 21 days since I've heard cows with guns. Like, that kind of thing. Like, I realize it's bad. Like, it just, it just is. And that's cool. But I really do like all the other songs I play on here, and sometimes, like you know, I'll play them for like political reasons. Like if a band's playing a show, like maybe I'm not super into hearing the song at the time, but I have no problem like helping bands promote, uh, especially bands that are like you know real partners of the of the show and stuff like that. Like that's that's fine. But a lot of it, you know, it's like I'll hear a song and like of the regulars that are in here, and be like, oh, I think they'd like that. So a lot of times, like you hear something like obnoxiously heavy, and I'll be like, yeah, I think he would like this, and this right here. Is one of those times. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. So last week, I may or may not have mentioned that actually the song Melissa sent in for her uh, musical moment was actually a very good song, and I really enjoyed it. It was, you know, the rock-heavy version of uh, you know, Backstreet-level material, and, uh... I don't even remember exactly what I said because I don't really pay attention to this show. (laughs) But it was definitely along the lines of a challenge that she didn't even have, like, bad music anymore to send in. Well, I stand corrected. You guys need a bathroom break. Now's the time. Hard Rock Lunch box. I really love just how many people pointed out that the new Beartooth song was out, because I already had it. It came out on Friday. I pulled... It was the first song I pulled this week for... um, for the Hard Rock Lunchbox for this week. I pulled it already on Friday morning. I was like, yo, this is dope. Not only is it Beartooth and I definitely get those. I don't know why I don't get the all time low ones, but I did click to follow, so hopefully I'll find more of them and trying to trying to work the algorithm best I can. But man, not only is it a good one, it's also with that dude Hardy that did the brilliant thing with Jeremy from A Day to Remember, which I thought was just fantastic. But it's a really good song and as much as I like Beartooth, a lot of the later stuff isn't hasn't been as awesome as some of my, my favorite stuff from them. Like Like, seriously, like, are they going to – is Caleb ever going to do better than the Lions? Probably not. Is he going to keep trying? I hope so. Hard Rock Lunch. Box. So that, my friends, is what I like to call classic extreme, and the reason extreme is such a good goddamn band. That is from the very first extreme record. I think I was probably five when that came out. I feel like it's been part of my entire life, and that's not true. I was definitely older than that. But that record was so goddamn good, and I realized most people got on the extreme train around No More Words and Wholehearted, but that was not this record. This was before that. Uh, This is the the, the debut record with Ego and um, (sighs) Play With Me, I think, was also on this record, which is... But, like, just showcasing what a stunningly good vocalist Gary Sharon was and an unbelievable guitar player Nuno you know, court is. I mean, Sharon could do a little bit with lyrics, but, like, whenever he steps up and does really good lyrics, they have incredibly big hit songs. I mean, I don't know if somebody's like, hey, you might want to make that one rhyme, dude. Like, so maybe that's what happens. I don't really know entirely, but I actually just found something. I might want to play for you guys in a little bit if I don't run out of time. But in the meantime, uh, I was talking before about All Time Low and how good it was that they keep writing and all that other stuff. and, And they just keep writing good stuff. Well, somebody else that keeps writing good stuff also happened to be on that record. Avril Lavigne, probably one of the most talented songwriters of our generation and definitely does not have nearly the credit she deserves for it, is just constantly pumping out new material with different artists. And she's always done that. She's always worked with different people and done stuff that you really don't really always expect that she would do. Uh, I think probably the most notable and probably the most famous of all those is when she wrote the song Breakaway for Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, that's an Avril Lavigne song. That's the reason it's so goddamn good. And even though Kelly Clarkson would have other good songs, it's because she would write them with people like, I don't know, Quincy Jones and, like, slackers like that.
0: <laughs>
1: but Yeah, Breakaway, she just wrote with a piano. I just sent it to her. She's like, this is what you should probably do, and she was right. So it's really nice to, like, check in every now and then. I had no idea she had a new song out, but she does. Uh, and it's with... Uh, Millennium, who I think is a person, and Travis Barker's also on this way I know it's a person. But the song's called Eyes Wide Shut, and I heard it yesterday the first time, Ben. I really liked it. I really liked it a lot, and you might too. And it's next for the Box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. I do like songs where it's like an angry chick, and it sounds like she's just telling you like what she's seeing or like what she's doing, but she's just doing it in a British accent. Like, the crappier the better, and she's just like filling out my forms, waiting on the line, gonna get a donut, it's just a matter of time, you know what I mean, like, that's, like, literally, that's a lyric right there, gonna get gas, headed to the station, <laughs> I'm sitting in America, a United Nation, you know what I mean, like, like it's just that easy, <laughs> You know, I really thought the struts were such a flash in the pan when they came out, mainly because they were ripping off Sympathy for the Devil. And if you can do that properly, like, you know, you deserve your 15 minutes of fame. But they actually do manage to keep on writing some good stuff. So, uh, hey, man, good for you guys. It's Rockstar with the Box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. That's a little Butcher Babies for you. I have no idea how this got in here. It's so weird. It's like... It's kind of like the second single from Blink 182, but it is a whole different hour of the box, so I guess we could play it. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I have too much music, and that is not normally a problem for people that run stuff like the Hard Rock Lunch Box, but it might be a problem for you, but currently not yet. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Man, I really do ho- love how that dude sings. So, okay, so I just found this. I just found this because I was talking about uh, like with Bear and how I just like I, I don't I don't know that they're gonna be able to write something like the lines, especially like when you hear the the low gain mix, which is actually one of the reasons I had even bothered to do a remix on. Keep You Near. If you've never heard the remix of Keep You Near, it's on Spotify. I do not promote it because I don't want it promoted, but I do want it there for people that are interested in looking for something like and finding like an Easter egg kind of thing. So that's why it's there. It's also why I'm always so fond of like, you know, uh, Easter eggs and like surprises and rarities and stuff like that. So just speaking about like why those songs sound To me, why they resonate so much with me, because I can hear like the raw energy and emotion in them. And I just found something on one of my share drives where I store, where I store stuff like this, where I kind of like archive, like I archive a lot of music, and I can tell, I can tell how old it is because I can see how old it is, but also because of how I named it. I think this might be something really. For anybody that's a fan of that last record, for anybody that's a fan of Dino harm uh, and especially of Blue, and this might be something that really gets across what I try and communicate when I talk about how important it is to just let a song be. So, if I have this labeled right, um, you won't hear this anywhere else. It's the original acoustic demo of Blue. Hard Rock Lunch. Box. Hey. Wow, I can almost feel the dark, dank corner in, in my office that I wrote that in. Yeah, that's the original version of Blue. Like, that's me recording an idea, like, into a recorder. Like, probably my phone. Just, that's the idea. Like, that's how it starts. So hope you enjoyed that. I don't think you'll ever hear that again (laughs) until I do a real deluxe sort of record. But it's all right because we're out of time and we're running late. So I'm going to just tell you guys, you guys could probably just go on and do whatever you want to do. You can just close out your browsers now because there's really nothing else left to see here. I I assure you, you can stick around if you want, but you'll be sorry either way. I will see you next week on box. Oh, wait. Thanks for listening, everybody. Super appreciate that. Super appreciate you. And now, I'll see you next week on the box.
0: Hard rock lunch box.